Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August 27th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is indeed our one of one and our goal, or one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We are live six days a week, two hours a day. Spread the word and share the love, would you please? A quick recap of yesterday's show is in order. We had our guest on, Dr. Scott Bradley. To preserve the nation is his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. On that website, you can get his collegiate series to preserve the nation. You can also get his weekly webinars and a whole lot more. And boy, howdy, does he break down uh, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, like nobody's business. Freedomsrisingsun.com. We talked about AOC. That's Ocasio-Cortez accused of blowing off literally official federal governmental financial rules. She's in violation of federal law, her spokeswoman literally admits. But don't worry, she's part of the inside swamp, and so she doesn't have any rules or laws. None of that applies to her. She's going to thumb her nose at the government and wait. I guess there's a 30-day grace period to where she won't be fined or anything like that. She'll just file on the last last day after the grace period just to mock the rule of law in America. Welcome to the broadcast. That's Ocasio-Cortez. Contrast that with Congresswoman Marley, I'm sorry, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And she got swatted two nights in a row. That's the difference. See, AOC can mock your government, laugh at them, be behind on her taxes, not file appropriate documents, no problem at all. But Marjorie Taylor Greene gets swatted twice by the enemies of liberty. Why? Because she's pushing to impeach Merrick Garland. Yeah, that's right. She's leading that charge. No wonder she got swatted twice, huh? Judge supposedly orders unsealing of redacted affidavit in Donald Trump's, quote, Mar-a-Lago search. I told you this would be a big nothing burger before it got released. And boy, howdy, that's exactly what we see. A big old heavily redacted nothing. We talked about Joe Biden's plan to cancel student loan debt up to $10,000 and then Pell Grant recipients up to $20,000. Uh, and how criminal that is, and Donald Trump should be impeached and arrested for his violation of the law. Constitutionally, it is not his lane, if you will. There are separations of powers in the republic. There are delegated jurisdictional divisions of authority, intentionally so. We talked about massive shutoffs, one in six homes literally behind on their power bills right now, and it's getting worse by the day. California to ban the sale of new Cars that run on gasoline, they claim by 2035. They claim that'll be a bellwether for other states as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it's out of control because the average new car loan now, 
tops $40,000 as prices climb. 28 plus thousand average for a used car now. The price of new vehicles has skyrocketed. Yeah, it's out of control, ladies and gentlemen, getting worse. 4.9 million illegal aliens crossed the U.S. borders in 18 months plus since Joe Biden took office. FBI officials that instructed the investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop prior to the 2020 election. Now whistleblowers are telling Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson. Yeah, new whistleblower claims are simply that, hey, they spiked the story on Joe Biden's son's Hunter's laptop. The Epic Times, Jack Phillips, has an incredible piece on it. And you got to really understand this and think about this, ladies and gentlemen, very clearly. They spiked stories of Hunter Biden's laptops and his ties to all kinds of foreign governments and agents. They claimed Joe wasn't involved and that Hunter's laptop wasn't even real. They buried the story. It turns out that FBI whistleblowers are now claiming they knew in advance. They spiked the story before the election on purpose. So now when you run a Russian hoax story against Bill Clinton, I mean against, um, wow, against um, Donald Trump, and you run that fake story knowing full well that it's fake and it's funded by Hillary Clinton running against Donald Trump, and you promote that heavily even though it turns out to be false, and then you spike the stories related to Hunter slash Joe Biden family, you have literally committed election fraud, folks. But they say when we bring up election fraud, there is no evidence. What more evidence than you want? do you want than governments literally spiking stories negative on Hunter and Joe and promoting stories that are not true, that are fake news against Donald. And then it all comes out after the elections, and we claim there's election fraud, and they say no evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, it all depends on how you define evidence. It all depends on how you define terms. It all depends on what accountability you create. We're not on the same page for discussions with these people on anything. Well, we talked about an Australian private school now that's allowing a female teenager to, well, think she's a cat. Behave like a cat. They claim she makes cat noises except nonverbal otherwise in class. And that's supposedly accept, uh, acceptable. An Australian senator, guy's name, Ralph, uh, how do you say his last name? Uh, Ralph Beta or Baybeck. Or, uh, okay, it's Babbitt, I guess it is. He basically is complaining about this, saying this is insane, and now they're attacking him. Do you know what a furry is? A furry is people now kind of like a transgender. But instead of believing you're the opposite sex, you believe you're an animal now. And there you go. We also talked about this Brandon Delele guy who believes, uh, hey, this is great. I should put chips in my hands. So he does, using a piercing shop, not even a doctor. Programs the chips himself. Now he can open his house and his Tesla. Uh, start his car, etc. The guy lives in Detroit, Fox 5 with the story. Uh, so now you have literally, um, you know, we always have talked about these sci-fi ideas that, oh, man, people are going to get chips implanted. This guy's got it done, and he's showing the world. We also talked about Omicron's mutations, impaired, quote, vaccines effectiveness. The CDC now blatantly admits MSN with that story. 
almost 40% of people hospitalized in the U.S. with the COVID subvariant of Omicron were vaccinated and boosted. Highlighting that, you know what? Everything they told us about the vaccines, completely bogus. Not only can you get sick, but you can spread when you're vaccinated. Many are now saying it's worse when you're vaccinated. But all I know is Joe and Jill and Fauci and just about everybody else double vaxxed, double boosted. Now Jill got the cocoa twice, and so did Joe. Planned Parenthood now planning to commit election fraud in the 22 elections, just like Mark Zuckerberg did for 2020. Mark Zuckerberg for 2020 put in, what, $400 million that we don't know where the money went? 2,000 mills gets the closest to documenting where we are to date. We got to follow the money, folks, and demand investigations. But nevertheless, I digress. Planned Parenthood trying to use the same playbook as Mark Zuckerberg did for 2022. Headline says Planned Parenthood gears up for a fight and drops $50 million into the 2022 elections. Their goal to elect pro choice folks up and down the line. Planned Parenthood to spend record $50 million on midterm elections alone. And see, they got laws of how much you and I can even donate, right? Is Planned Parenthood committing election fraud? I say to you the answer, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled, is a resounding absolutely yes. We then had our guest on Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org, doing a phenomenal job. And we talked about Biden's student debt cancellation could cost taxpayers well over $400 million. We also talked about the initiative called Power of the Purse and then the legislation that relates from that new nonpartisan organization called Power. So it's called Power of the Purse Coalition. But then the uh, act or the bill is called the Power of the Purse Act. And it shares 2022 priorities with Congress of how to change the game to return to the way it used to be where Congress, specifically the House, is in charge of the budget, as was intended by the supreme law of the land and our founding fathers. Go read your Constitution and find out who's responsible for spending. Answer, House of Representatives. Right now, though, the Senate makes bills, spends money, so does the president. Out of control. Giving the Ukrainians a ton of money for giving a ton of student debt. The taxpayers on the hook. It's all criminal activity. The House should impeach whacked out Joe for all these abuses and hold people accountable. But you know what? Nothing's happening because the American people are too tied up with bread and circus. Wow, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday on your radio. And have we got a barn burner straight ahead for you as well. We're going to talk about the affidavit redaction release that's completely, entirely bogus, just as we told you it would be. And then we're going to get into what that means for you and I, as well as talk about the January 6th discussion. You know, how would you rate the FBI is the question for all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? What 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 grade or how would you what what grade would you give the FBI? Huh? The unconstitutional, I might add, FBI. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds.
If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio with me today, riding shotgun on the broadcast. Chris Carlson, welcome back, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's Sam, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Roger that, my friend. Let's dig right in. U.S. quote Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt released the quote heavily redacted affidavit that they say led to the August 8th raid on Mar-a-Lago. This heavily redacted affidavit, by the way, Uh, They claim, uh, I would say this, further evidences that this home raid on Trump was unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful. That's the same statements that Mike Davis of the Article 3 Project and a former law clerk um, for Gorsuch during the justice's time as an appellate court judge said. So this, the problem is, hey, this thing's unprecedented, unacceptable. But the DOJ releases heavily redacted affidavit, claims probable cause to believe evidence of obstruction. Now, the problem with this whole discussion in my mind is that arguments so heavily redacted that you can't really understand. And constitutionally, you know, the Fourth and Fifth Amendments to the Constitution, etc., require that, you know what, you're specific in what you're searching for. That, you know what, the accused has a right to face their accuser and and, and gets a clear picture of what they're looking for, what they want, what they do. But this is so heavily redacted, as we told you, 
that it would be. This is a big old nothing burger. We have no idea what they're searching for. Well, they claim, oh, classified documents. Well, the debate about classified documents are they say the president can unclassify whatever he wants. You don't believe me? That's what they said in 2012 for Bill Clinton. Okay. So the bottom line here really is the debate is over. Can the president classify these documents and are they classified or not? Uh, and then secondly, they claim the Espionage Act that, you know what, Trump might give these documents to foreign governments. There's no evidence that he's done that. Uh, the Russian dossier was completely fake. So I'm not defending Donald Trump here, but I am defending against what the FBI has done. The FBI is a criminal enterprise. They have no authority. They have not documented to the satisfaction of we, the people, that they had any probable, po- probable cause. That's their claim. Uh, they point to these vague government laws. I say vague because uh, what is espionage? I mean, there's been president after president after president in bed with foreign nations like George Bush uh, and the unconstitutional war he got in where he claimed that, by golly, there's weapons of mass destruction and there wasn't. Okay, so we have all kinds of this stuff going on. It makes this so vague and so impossible to possibly unwind. It's beyond imagination, except where you can look to the Constitution for guidance every time. And look, the government has the burden of proof here. And even with the release of this affidavit, and even with the release of the search warrant, they've been so heavily redacted that it doesn't, in my opinion, pass muster. It doesn't reach the probable cause uh, bar of burden of proof whatsoever. So, ladies and gentlemen, what grade do you give the FBI and the Justice Department? I think they completely should be 100% abolished. They're unconstitutional. And their abuses of average citizens is unprecedented. We see it in the last couple of decades. They're so out of control uh, that they even breach the home of a former sitting president. Now, that's not a defense of Donald, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We'll get into that in just a second. But I'm telling you, when we look at this, you kind of begin to understand your government's so out of control. Look, Donald Trump had the opportunity to abolish the FBI didn't do it. I don't think he abolished any government agencies at all. He didn't overturn any executive orders that I can see of any any real consequence at all. And even if he had by executive order, it would just be presidents going back and forth. I invoke this executive order. I overturn it. I invoke it. I overturn it. The back and forth um, behavior of those who violate the Constitution. Okay, that the executive orders have no place. Lawmaking authority resides with Congress, the legislative branch. Okay, the problem here is there's no reigning in of government, and there was no reigning in in Donald's first reign of office either. Folks, this is out of control. Let's start with that. Chris, you have some commentary uh, on this raid, right? Oh, yes, I do. First of all, um, we've been at this uh, president's going into and out of office now for over 230 years. Is there not a process, Sam? whereby the materials that the president upon his departure takes with him or her, uh, if that should ever be the case, are vetted by the FBI or the uh, Department of Justice or some other vetting organization. Isn't there a process in place so that we don't have to have raids on their personal residences? It would seem logical that you would avoid this problem in the first place by not allowing those materials to be removed in the first place. The second place, why did they wait a year and a half to conduct this raid? 
But you're telling me, and that a lot, a lot of people are suspecting, or there is poss- the possibility that some of these sensitive documents contain nuclear secrets. If that's the case, why did the FBI and Justice Department allow a period of a year and a half to transpire with these sensitive documents in the hands of a former president? Okay, are people asking these questions? Do they not seem logical? No, they're and not why asking they them. Until- hold on. Hold on, they're not asking them because Americans have been so deceived by the Hegelian dialectic that you're either in one of two camps with the very few exceptions, you and I being the exceptions. The two camps are this, always Trumper and never Trumper. You got it? And if you're not in one of those two camps, you're an enemy to everybody somehow. Now, that's a lie, but that's how the Hegelian dialectic works. So the always Trumpers are going to defend Trump no matter what. The never Trumpers are going to attack Trump no matter what, leaving the real government, uh, in my opinion, criminal activity of the deep state to not even be focused on, to not even be highlighted, to be left in the background as if it doesn't exist. That's the plan by these people, Chris. Yeah, and I am gratified. I'm not proud because I'm looking at my country being uh, systematically dismantled. But I am grateful that I made this statement, Sam, in uh, 2015. And this is in regard to Donald Trump. And I didn't know that it would be Donald Trump or who it would be at the time. I said, this Republican president, this is a prediction I made and distributed to a lot of my friends and family. This Republican president, who will be elected in 2016, will profess traditional American values without actually working to reverse the most onerous constitutional violations passed by previous Congresses, nor will he reverse any unconstitutional executive orders by which the FBI was brought into existence, I might add. And because a president and his administration brought the FBI into existence back in, I believe it was um, 1908 uh, or 1906, President Donald Trump had the power for four years, Sam, in his hands to dismantle the FBI, to abolish it, and he did not. So who does he have to blame for what happened to him? Because the FBI has no constitutional authority, and you pointed that out many, many times on your broadcast. Now, we can even go back one more step, because it was the American people who accepted a president who, during his campaign stand, never said anything horribly about the Constitution and about the egregious violations of that Constitution over the previous 108 years since the inception of the Federal Reserve System. He never says anything about dismantling or repealing any of that legislation or any of those executive orders or policies in the least. Yet we, the people of this great noble republic, who have access, this is an open book test, by the way, because every man, woman, and child in this country has access to the Constitution if they want to look at it, never uh, questioned Donald Trump during his campaign about whether or not he would do anything about all of these violations. So we need only look, Sam, in the mirror to see the, the, pro- the root of that problem. And we have no right if we voted and supported Donald Trump for that four-year period and, and still support him today uh, to be angry at the FBI because the FBI was always, for the four-year period that he was in, in the White House, Sam, was always under Donald Trump's control, under the Department of Justice. So we fail to connect the dots and see how we – in fact, are the root of this problem, the American people, because we refuse to educate ourselves on constitutional principles. And when they are violated and when we are offended and hurt by them, 
We always look to blame somebody else when, in fact, the power to remedy those problems have been and will always be within our hands, Sam. And this is what frustrates the heck out of me. Well, so there's a couple of things to highlight on what you've just said that I think is critical, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, number one, you know what? The raid on Donald is kind of ironic because he didn't do anything to get rid of the FBI. He didn't do anything to rein in the unconstitutionality of the FBI. In fact, there's two critical cases in which Donald could have highlighted to justify deep-sixing the FBI. So when you ignore what happens to the average citizen as president, then when it happens to you, now it's all up in arms? Hold on a minute. We'll tell you about those cases. And then if that's not ironic enough, we'll talk about that too. We'll do it all in seconds on your radio. Chris Carlson and yours truly continue in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Department of Justice's redacted affidavit relating to the raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was released on Friday. The document shows the DOJ pointed to a number of classified materials already obtained from Trump's home for a reason for the August search warrant request. Though much of the affidavit was redacted, former federal prosecutor for the Southern District of New York, Andy McCarthy, reminds us. There are things they can reveal without doing the things that they're worried about, which is, as we've all said, giving a roadmap to the investigation, identifying witnesses and the like. That's the thing I think that people are most curious about. The former president claiming he declassified everything that was at his Mar-a-Lago estate. At the closing bell on Friday, the Dow losing 1,008 points to fall to 32.283. This is USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. The Fed Reserve Chairman is defending the central bank's response to soaring inflation. Jerome Powell saying raising interest rates is painful, but warned about deeper pain if inflation isn't controlled. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. Headlining the Fed's annual economic summit in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Powell vowing to continue using the Fed's tools forcefully. The State Department is confirming reports that an American was killed in Ukraine, Newsweek reporting the American was a volunteer fighting alongside Ukrainian forces. 
The State Department didn't give any further details about the American out of respect for the privacy of their family. More flood relief is coming to eastern Kentucky as the Kentucky House and Senate passed a flood relief bill. This is USA Radio News. All right, absolutely hard-hitting talk on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot going on. We're going to bring it all to your attention. And I want to be very careful that you understand something clearly before we continue. Do not, I repeat, do not shoot the messenger, ladies and gentlemen. You got that? We're going to talk very candidly about Donald Trump. Look, Donald, I know, is complaining that, man, the system is just bad and corrupt and horrible, and he's right on those points. He says the media is evil, and he's right. Uh, He talks about deep state government, and he's right about a lot of it. The problem is, that I can tell, the problem Chris Carlson highlights here with Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, is that he is part of the deep state, okay? That's the problem. He's part of the system that he claims to be fighting against do you understand that that's the problem with donald because he's not constitutionally astute enough to understand how the process works and furthermore he is a deep state operative now you can tell me i'm crazy all you want you always trumpers can hate me and say oh man you're you're dissing the best president we've ever had the never trumpers We'll say the same thing with the opposite. Oh, man, you defend Trump sometimes. Neither are true. But the Hegelian dialectic is being carried off with perfection, folks. Why am I the enemy? Because I'm calling out these truths. Why am I the enemy? Because Chris is pointing out these reality checks. Okay, look, the FBI has been criminal for decades, and we know it, and we've highlighted it. And there's two cases while Donald Trump was in office that he absolutely, completely ignored that highlight this reality, Chris. Yes, Lavoie Senecum, and I believe you, you've met Lavoie Senecum, Sam. I, he's kind of a local guy, and um, Lavoie Senecum, I, I would love to bring him on for an interview, Sam, but guess what? We can't do that because he is now residing with his Heavenly Father because the FBI murdered him, okay? This was before the uh, Donald Trump presidency. Donald Trump never mentioned anything about Lavoie Senecum being murdered in cold blood by the FBI, and that should be enough to abolish an agency when things like that happen. And another case, of course, is Ammon Bundy. Ammon Bundy spent almost a year in solitary confinement. I would suggest to you, Sam, that spending a year in solitary confinement is a much more egregious violation of one's constitutional rights, God-given constitutional rights, I would add, than just having your um, Mar-a-Lago compound raided, Okay. So if Donald Trump is going to be offended by what happened to him, he should have been offended a long time ago by what happened to Lavoie Finnegan and Ammon Bundy, uh, both of whom I believe you are um, acquainted with. I know Ammon Bundy's been on your show many times. And I am offended and by I was, the fact And I was friends during, with Lavoie as well. You were, yes, yes, I know that he kind of ran in your circles. Um, anyway, I don't know as much about I, I know what I got off of um, – off of uh, Wikipedia, which I know is a lot of inaccuracies. 
Lopoya Fenicum was literally going to the next county up in um, up in Oregon to talk to the sheriff of that county, and the FBI was not going to have anything to do with that because he they knew that if he were able to ally himself with the sheriff, that would give his cause some legitimacy. So they they created right, a now the block. sheriff. The sheriff of this case is a personal friend of mine as well. His name is Glenn Palmer. That's who uh, Lavoy Finnegan was trying to go to. And they even have on audio, um, when they tried to stop Lavoy, Lavoy tried to keep going and yelled out the window, I would like to have us meet with the sheriff. And he was talking about my dear friend Glenn Palmer, the sheriff of a neighboring county uh, in Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, that's who we're talking about. That's the story. See, we're on the inside of the stories that we're talking about here. Ammon Bundy, I was there, ladies and gentlemen, when we had the peaceful event relating to the Hammond family. Okay, I was there when Ammon Bundy wanted me to be the inside media man, and I turned him down and would not do it. Thus, Pete Santilli uh, called me up and said, Sam, they're asking me to be the inside man in the media. Should I do it? I said, no, don't do it, Pete. I just turned it down. Uh, and then Pete went, and of course Pete went to jail and all these kind of things. But look, I've been at the helm of these cases we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I've been there. I understand. I know the people involved. And your FBI has absolutely gone rogue criminal. Okay? Uh, but Donald did nothing about this, is the point, Chris. He did nothing. I, I would not be able to keep my mouth shut concerning these injustices, whether I knew these people personally or not, Sam. I mean, this happened on American soil. It was a grave injustice. One man literally lost his life at the hands of the FBI. I didn't see. They said that he went for his gun twice. Well, I guarantee if Lavoy Finnegan wanted to go for his gun, it would have been out before they killed him. And they, you shouldn't kill a man before he, he draws his gun anyway. But anyway, I saw the film of that. It's hard to tell exactly what went on. But I, I know this. If that roadblock had not been placed in his way, he would have been able to make it to the next county. He would have been able to, to make it to the sheriff and possibly have resolved this standoff issue. But the, uh, the powers that be under which uh, existed for four years under Donald Trump were allowed to, to continue and to continue to perpetrate injustices and violations of human rights. And I think it's extremely ironic that Trump supporters are now crying bloody murder when, in fact, what happened to Donald Trump was minuscule in comparison to what other men. And I'm sure we could pull up other examples of, of atrocities. Well, and, I, um, and I'm going to give you, you one. Go ahead. And I'm going to give you one that's a landmark one. You can look forward and backwards to this relating to the FBI. This is kind of the pinnacle, the worst one of them all. It's bad enough to attack and, and, and abuse Hammond Bundy, put him in jail for two years. At the end, he's guilty of nothing. The FBI is guilty of criminal mischief guilty of other kinds of uh, illegal acts, such as the withholding of exculpatory evidence and everything else. Uh, the judge was supposedly incensed, but really I believe the judge called a halt to the case because too much information would get out on the public record for us to see. Uh, but I digress. They attacked Evan Bundy. They literally murdered Lavoy Finnicum. But the quintessential case, so now I'm going to highlight the third case. It did not happen while Donald Trump was in office, but it should be the landmark case to highlight above all others. And that is the FBI's Lon Horiuchi, literally the yes. assassin for the FBI, murdered Vicki Weaver, Randy Weaver's wife, in Idaho. She was standing in the doorway of her own home, unarmed, with a baby in her arms. And the sharpshooter 
assassin murdered her from several hundred yards away. He assassinated her yes. for nothing. Lon Horayuchi. Okay, now this is the this is the case that, in my opinion, Donald Trump could have highlighted and said, "Look, this happened not on my watch. These other two are happening on my watch, and I will respond to all three of them." Donald hasn't said a word about any of them, none of the three, Chris. Yeah, and we're offended by a a simple raid on his compound. It should have that should have never been necessary because the FBI should have vetted the materials going into the White House at the time of the departure. Um, under, by the way, in another irony, this, this whole story is full of ironies. Under the, the, the FBI leadership, under, by the way, the leadership of Christopher Wray, who Donald Trump himself appointed. And a lot of people said, well, we hold didn't Hold on, repeat that, that again. Donald Trump, hold on. Donald Trump appointed Christopher Wray, ladies and gentlemen. Think when, about at that. At the time, you and, you and I both, Sam, we knew he was deep state because Joel Skousen informed us about that in his World Affairs Brief. We knew that, and we were shouting at the top of our lungs, why are you restocking the swamps? You're supposed to be uh, cleaning the swamp, clearing the swamp, draining the swamp. Sorry. So, yeah, that's another irony. So I don't feel so sorry for this man after perpetrating so many But here's the deal. He claims that he did not know that Christopher Ray was deep state, but how could you not know that? And even if you didn't know, why aren't you surrounded by advisors who would know that? Yeah. I mean, I always blame it on the, his advisors. Oh, he's got bad advisors. He's getting bad advice. Well, then why did you vote for him if this guy doesn't have the discernment to know the difference between good and evil? I can sense evil when I'm in the presence of it, Sam. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm not trying to make Trump to look out and look like an idiot, but if you don't know the difference between somebody who has the people's best interest at heart and those who don't, I mean, you really shouldn't be president. Well, and the, and the problem is the, the problem is the, the only well. conclusion you can come to Chris is that Donald is part of the system that he claims to be fighting against. It's the only answer you can come to. Yeah. Well, I mean, Laurie, Laurie, I'm sorry. I can't say that word. Lawyer being up right now as we speak. All right. Now, before we get to the lawyering up part, I want to say this. And the reason that Donald Trump is part of the system that he claims to be fighting against is because even if he's not intentionally being part of that, by his ignorance of restocking the swamp and surrounding himself with deep state operatives over and over and over again, even if it's unintentional, it creates his demise. Now, the very people that he surrounded himself with are attacking him. Hang tight. Are they really attacking him? Or is he in on it? That's another question to ask. Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at lovingliberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? 
No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman back on your radio with Chris Carlson. So, you know what? Never Trumpers, don't think we're hating on Trump. We're basing our views on principle. When Donald Trump does wrong things, we're attacking him. When he does right things, we're defending him. You always Trumpers, though, don't hate us either because we're going to call a spade a spade every time, okay? And that doesn't work very well for the Hegelian dialectic. In fact, it shatters that dishonest, divisionary tactic. Okay, that tactic is communist in an effort to divide the people and conquer them. That's why we shatter that narrative. We highlighted three cases. Uh, One, Vicki Weaver, which is the quintessential case to uh, shut down the FBI. Literally murdering a woman, a mother, a wife in cold blood with a baby in her arms, standing in her own doorway. It doesn't get more brutal, more hostile, more satanic, more evil than that. So that's the quintessential case to point to. In addition, while Donald Trump was in office, they literally murdered Lavoy Finicum and put Ammon Bundy in prison at the end, guilty of nothing. Donald Trump didn't seem to care about that when the FBI was on a rampage. Uh, uh, They didn't seem to care when uh, Richard Mack was attacked by the FBI. They raided his office right before an election. Okay, none of these things seem to matter. Now it's the Donald and everybody's all up in arms. The irony, folks, is that Christopher Ray, the one that conducted the raid, um, got put in place by the Donald himself as Donald surrounds himself with deep state operatives. And that's why Donald Trump is part of the system that he claims to be fighting against, even if he's not doing it intentionally. The fact is it's happening. Okay, the fact is the FBI is on a tear. And now Donald's supposedly lawyering up. Okay, it was under the very deep state operative Christopher Ray that this all happened. Donald's appointee. And now Donald's going to lawyer up after the fact when he has virtually no authority. Chris, what's up with that? So <laughs> it's extremely ironic because I thought justice was a matter of, of whether you're right or wrong uh, in a certain case. But it, it, we've been conditioned, Sam, to think that 
if we have enough legal representation, we can win any case. And that's and that is a deviation from our Christian roots that I would like to highlight. So Trump is, and this is a Washington Post article. It says Trump is rushing to hire seasoned lawyers, but he keeps hearing no. And the article goes on to say that he currently only has three lawyers on his legal defense team. And I point out the fact that that's three more lawyers than I've ever had to hire in my entire lifetime. I've never had a lawyer up because, and, and I know he's the president of the United States and, you know, he gets into a lot more legal entanglements than the average person. But I think it's sad, you know, that we, and most people think that, like I said, uh, legal re uh, representation or, or legal justification comes from a lawyer, and it doesn't. It comes from God, and we've deviated so much from that principle. And there's a there's a, a statistic that Robert Barnes, so Robert Barnes is a high-profile attorney. He was the lawyer who defended Nick Sandman, the Coventry student, in his defamation lawsuit. <clears throat> you remember that? You've, you've probably covered that extensively. And he said that 90% of lawyers are Democrats. Have you ever heard that statistic, Sam? 90% you know, of all lawyers are Lawyers are either 90% Democrat or there's a few of them that are Republican, but they're rhino in nature, meaning they're very central, you know, very um, center Republicans. Some of them are smart enough to go Republican because that puts them in supposedly the, you know, constitutional camp, even though it's not factual. Uh, by um, inference, people believe those things. Look at Giuliani to make the point. But yes, yeah. in general, you're right. You got a very, what, uh, Mayor Giuliani, where 9-11 happened, that guy. See, these are the kind of people that surround the Donald, right? Yeah. You know, and people are backing him. Yes, hire as many high-profile, high-powered lawyers as you can. Well, did you know that um, that lawyering up and going to uh, court all the time is um, against Christian principles? Uh, in First Corinthians chapter six, verses one, two, three, one through two, Sam, we read: "Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law against the unjust?" and not before the saints? Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? So going to court, I mean, I understand when you have a lawsuit filed against you, Sam, it's often necessary to go to court to defend yourself. But that is a sign of the degeneration of our Christian, or once Christian society. I, should, I don't know if I should say once Christian. I'm kind of throwing Christians under the bus. But I guess the main point that I'm trying to make is that lawyering up gives people the impression that the only way that the system can be used to one's advantage is if one pays one's dues. Hence the expression, the best justice that money can buy. Justice should not cost anything. It should be the natural application of common sense and constitutional principles and Christian living, all of which have been ignored under all recent presidential regimes, including that of Donald Trump. And... I just think that that's, I guess that's more of a sign rather than, uh, you know, the result of, of what we're doing as a Christian nation. We should be turning to God for remediation and not to the legal system because the system has been completely and totally corrupted. And the fact that we're using a system that has been corrupted and rigged against us tells us that we are participating in uh, an operation of futility or an exercise in futility. Donald Trump does not seem to rec recognize the futility of his efforts to reconcile injustices through normal channels of justice. 
Since our justice system has become thoroughly corrupted, only a restoration of the knowledge of constitutional principles, Sam, and their vigorous application will accomplish this. And the President of the United States is in an ideal position to accomplish this restoration of knowledge. This is why, Sam, I have tried to point out during the four years of Donald Trump's presidency that the greatest power he possesses is not even enumerated in the Constitution. The greatest power that the President of the United States, whoever that may be, has is in articulating sound constitution and moral principles. And he failed to do that. Let me put it out. Well, he didn't know. Let me put it out very succinctly like this, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI is under the authority of the DOJ. That's the Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice is under the authority of the President of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. So the very group that is attacking the Donald now was under Donald's control for four years. Do you understand that, ladies and gentlemen? And do you understand now that Joe Biden is claiming that he knew nothing about it? Well, he believes that gets him off the hook. Joe's always wise enough to create arm's length distance. Look at the Hunter scandals to make the point. Nevertheless, this FBI was under Donald for four years. Now it's under Joe, but Joe's got a problem. Because if he says he did it, then he's going to be impeached. If he says he knows nothing about it, he might get away with it. But smart people would say, wait a minute. If it happened on your watch without your knowledge, who in your internal team, Joe, who as your advisors surrounding you, Joe, uh, left you out of the loop? Because remember, the FBI is under the authority of the Justice Department. But the Justice Department is under the authority of the sitting president, the duly elected president of the United States of America. So if you claim you knew nothing about it, how is your Justice Department and your FBI going rogue without your knowledge? See, there's so many dots to connect here to convict criminals in the deep state. But even Donald isn't highlighting what I'm telling you right now. He's not even on that at all. He's just like, hey, I declassified everything. Well, that's probably true, but it isn't the point. The point is either Joe did know about it, and we need to know that, or he didn't. Either way, he's derelict in his duty. Either way, we got a massive problem. But see, what about the dereliction of duty under the Donald for Ammon Bundy and for Lavoie Finnecombe? And who was the president uh, when they shot Vicki Weaver? I don't know. I'd have to go look. I can't remember the timeline. Was it Clinton or Bush? Uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, I my good friend believe, Bill. Thank um, you. Thank you very much. I was going to have to take care of business. I believe it was Bill Clinton. Uh, well, I was, I was doing the best I could. Janet Reno shooting the buck stopped with Janet on that one, not me. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Um, see, this is the problem, folks. It's under both sides of the aisle. This all happens. That's the deep state point you need to get. It doesn't matter if Tweedledee or Tweedledum is in office. The same program goes down. Do you read me? Yeah. All right. The FBI is, is under the, the authority of the DOJ, who's under the authority of the president. Well, first off, you got to understand leadership. And we can go to Dietrich Bonhoeffer for this reality check, highlighting about a leader. Chris? So Dietrich Bonhoeffer lived in Nazi Germany. Uh, during the rise of Hitler. He was a theologian. He was uh, the, the head of his uh, uh, denomination. I believe he was uh, Lutheran. And he warned the people, just like and you and I said. He was a God-fearing patriot. He was a hero, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. He, he said, and here's the quote. He said, should the leader succumb to the visions of those he leads, 
who will always seek to turn him into an idol. Okay, tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. I'm not done with the quote, but tell me if this sounds familiar uh, with the people who supported Donald Trump and who continue to support him. So he always seeks to turn him into an idol. Uh, then the image of the leader will become the image of the misleader. I think that's what Donald Trump has become, but people have not detached themselves from him. This is the leader who makes an idol of himself and him in his office and who not mocks God. And I uh, add to that, when a leader fails to point the people's heart towards the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, he proves himself to be a hireling and a mocker of God. When the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. And that is just where we are headed unless we choose better leaders. And uh, I hope I didn't offend you by making reference to the blind leading the blind. We're talking well, there about you, the spiritual Look, blind, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand this. You have got to be a good, honest, wise person. Okay, it's not enough to be good. It's not enough to be honest. It's not enough to be wise. You've got to have all three. And it is not good, honest, and wise to ignore the FBI when they're not attacking you. And then right after you lose power, then they go whole hog attacking you. That's what makes me believe these attacks are fake. It's almost like as long as Donald does a good enough job to destroy the country along with the Democrats, the attacks, the political theater, the reality TV continues in the Hegelian dialectic. But in the end of the day, nobody gets arrested. The great TV show is over, and they all walk away from the set. You say, Sam, that's absurd. Come on. How come they continue to promote Donald since the day he walked down the escalator? They give him unprecedented media. They attack him. But if what they've got, they always claim we have no evidence for things. But if they have all the evidence, why isn't Donald in prison? Why is Donald free yeah, hanging out in Mar-a-Lago and free to move about the country if all they say is true, if all we say is true? Okay, so you got this debate going on, but in the end of the day, nobody ends up being accountable despite the uh, political theater, despite the dividing of we the people. We've turned uh, Barack Obama into an idol in America. We've turned Donald Trump into an idol in America. Don't you see the same program on both sides of the aisle? Ladies and gentlemen, remember this. If these acts are criminal by either side of the aisle, are we going to talk about it and raise election funds and say, please elect me, I'll fix it? Or are we going to start arresting criminals? You see the difference? One's talk. The other's real walk. And so far I see nothing but talk. Um, uh, what, The Apprentice reality TV continues? Summation? We think so. We need to stand for God, family, and country. We need to use the checks and balances to hold these deep state operatives accountable. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. 
This is the broadcast for August 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two of the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. We're also convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders. One of the great solutions we have at our fingertips. Checks and balances, baby. We the people. The contract with America via the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, and the state's constitutions. That's the documents. That's the delegation authority. That's the separation of powers vertically and horizontally. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, have we got a row to hoe. Last hour, we had an incredible discussion with Chris Carlson, who's with me now. And uh, we talked literally about this Bruce Reinhardt's uh, releasing the, quote, heavily redacted affidavit, supposedly with documentation, um, highlighting their, quote, probable cause to believe Donald's involved in obstruction of justice, et cetera, et cetera. The debate is over classified or not documents. The debate's over all kinds of issues, but I submit to you that the affidavit's so heavily redacted, it does not demonstrate probable cause. It's not specific enough at all in the reasons to search and seize. It doesn't even rise to the bar of probable cause, much less be specific enough. Go read your Constitution, Fourth and Fifth Amendments. It's not specific enough at all. Because it's so heavily redacted, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't tell us anything. And you know what? We're really frustrated about this when it's the Donald. Americans are all up in arms. But you know what? What happened when it was time uh, for the government to murder Vicki Weaver? Nobody really complained. What happened under Donald Trump's watch when Lavoy Finnegan was murdered by the FBI? And Ammon Bundy was put in prison by the FBI for two years. And the only one caught lying, the only one dishonest, the only one committing crimes, the only one who murdered anyone was the government in the Ammon Bundy cases. The Bundy cases, the Finnegan cases, the Vicki Weaver cases highlight the reality that Donald Trump didn't care that the FBI had gone rogue under his four-year watch. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI is under the authority of the DOJ, and the DOJ is under the authority of the President of the United States. Donald did nothing to abolish or hold accountable that unconstitutional rogue agency, and now they're attacking him, and he wants us to believe it's a serious problem. The real problem in America, ladies and gentlemen, is the immorality of we the people. We've turned either side of the aisle's presidents into idols, either Barack Obama yeah, he was almost a Jesus-like figure, they claimed in his day. Uh, now, same thing with Donald Trump. Uh, Donald's going to save us. No, the only real savior is Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. Turning either side of the aisle into an idol is our downfall. Dietrich Bonhoeffer highlighted this reality so well. We highlighted it last hour, but as we introduce Chris Carlson, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yes, sir. So, are we going to transition to the? You're Catholic supposed to say with. We're you're supposed to say this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what Chris <laughs> always says: Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Thank you, Sam. Lieutenant, Welcome to the broadcast. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Sorry. All right. He missed his cue, but we covered for him so nicely, ladies and gentlemen. But now we want to talk about this Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote talking about God. This is the quintessential point we made last hour. The whole summary of all that relates to this point, which we'll carry into this hour. Chris? Yeah, the quote is, again, um, should the leader succumb to the visions of those he leads, who will always seek to turn him into an idol, then the image of the leader will become the image of the misleader. This is the leader who makes an idol of himself and his office, 
and who thus mocks God. And I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I don't hate the man. I love the man as a Christian, but uh, I cannot support him in his unconstitutional behavior, Sam. But I do and love we him. Reject, and, in fact, and we reject the idol worship that has become the hallmark of modern-day yep. deep statists today. Whether they intentionally are part of the deep state with knowledge or whether they're merely a casualty because they don't understand and they're naive at the least, I don't know which it is in the case of Donald. I vacillate of how much he really knows. Nevertheless, the same program is carried out no matter which, quote, side of the aisle seems to have the power. Donald didn't say hardly anything about the FBI when he was president, did he? Not much. In fact, he uh, put Mr. Ray in place, right? Yeah, that, that, that tells you everything you need to know. He didn't have to appoint a leader. He could have instructed the current leader or the current administration to gradually dismantle it over a four-year period of time, which I would have done. And then by the end of his presidency, he would have accomplished something. Of course, with the stroke of a pen, the next president, Joe Biden, would have just recreated the FBI. Well, but at least but, Donald but Trump. But if you would have, if you had done it right, you even whether you should have abolished it, which is what I would have done. But even if you think there's some legitimacy to the FBI, and there are some good, honest people who believe that. I'm not one of them, but there are some. And if that's the case, you could have at least put a constitutionalist in charge of the FBI to clean house and to set the uh, program, at least on the point that it was originally intended, uh, not on the deep state uh, abuse of power that it's turned into being. You could have put a Richard Mack or somebody else in charge uh, uh, of the uh, FBI and really made a difference, even if you didn't abolish it. Now, I'm not advocating to not abolish it. I'm just making a point. Even if you felt differently about it, you could have gone about it. But all Donald did was surround himself with deep state operatives that are now supposedly against him. But here's what I find so fascinating. They have been looking for a way to take him down since he walked down the escalator. Do you think if they really wanted to take him down, they could? That's a really serious question. Do you think if the deep state wanted to take down Donald, they could? And in my humble opinion, the answer is a resounding yes. Of course they could. They can take down any of us if they want to. So the question then becomes, why haven't they? Answer, whether intentionally or not, he's serving their purposes. He's helping them with the Hegelian dialectic that is being executed against yeah. a communist execution against the American people is working to perfection. And there's a very good, Donald, very good chance Donald Trump will get elected again. Look, the most abusive government in my lifetime has happened under Donald Trump. You can claim Republican, Democrat, you know, this, that, Jimmy Carter's a peanut farmer, nutcase, whatever you want to say. At the end of the day, the most abuse I've experienced under government is under the Donald. He literally took completely healthy people and said, you're sick, you just don't know it. We're going to fast track a bioweapon and, uh, hey, we're going to lock everyone down and destroy the economy. That all happened on the Donald's watch as he put Christopher Ray in place. Let's be very clear. And some would say, Sam, how come you're attacking the Donald so hard now and you were gentle before? Well, I've known this from the start, that Donald Trump is not our friend. And I have told you from the start that he's not our friend. But I haven't made a big point of it because there are so, it's so polarizing. There's the always Trumpers and the never Trumpers. And if you say too much, then both of them hate you. <clears throat> So I've waited, and I've let Donald, I've given him enough rope, if you will, to hang himself. 
And over the last four years plus, he's done that. Chris? Well, yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And if we reelect Donald Trump in 2024, it will be shame on us because there's plenty of evidence to demonstrate that Donald Trump is not a true conservative. In fact, he never has been a true conservative up until the point that he went down that elevator. Remember? He was a, a media darling up until that point, Sam. Well, and he was asked about he his friends, Hillary. Democrat. And, he was asked about his friends, yeah, Hillary and Bill, and he said he loved them. He was great friends with them and everything else. Well, on Larry King Live, he was interviewed in 1998 when asked uh, who he would select if he had, had, would ever run for president. Who would you select for a vice presidential running mate? He suggested Hillary Clinton. Um, he suggested uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey. And uh, what's his name? Um, President Clinton's uh, running mate. Um, Al Gore. That should have told you everything you knew. He also made a statement. I'm not sure it was on that show or on another show. He said he, he would like to see an America that is uh, unarmed. A completely unarmed America. <laughs> That's not something right. that comes out of the mouth of a conservative. All I can tell you right now is if you made Hillary the president, it would be fantastic. She'd be tied up with presidential duties. I'd be free to run around the White House. <laughs> it would be a phenomenal opportunity, America. Why don't you consider it, will you? That's where we are, no, ladies so and gentlemen. Was- and now Donald is acting like, hey, we would have locked up Hillary. He didn't lock up anybody. Why not? <laughs> Anyway, we digress, but I wanted to finish on that point. We need to also realize that all this is culminating for the January 6th issue. And the January 6th issue now is becoming the quintessential turnabout by these government agencies that have been created so long ago in the terms of the FBI and the CIA and the NSA. And then the culminating of all those agencies into one agency, pointing them domestically, called Homeland Security. Uh, that was created on Republican Watch, I mind, I remind you. Uh, they created Homeland Security into the Republicans after 9-11, that scandal that was covered up by Bush and uh, whatever. Uh, and now you've got a situation, ladies and gentlemen, where the Homeland Security in bed with the FBI, the NSA, um, the CIA, uh, in bed with what they call now these 81-plus fusion centers across the United States, which ties, quote, national, international, local and third-party deep state partners, uh, a clearinghouse of information to now point the turret as, uh, at us as a domestic threat. And so the Donald Trump thing happened. Donald claimed, hey, election fraud. Everybody went ballistic, peacefully went to the Capitol to try to get Congress to do their duty. The insurrection occurred. They blamed it on Donald and the conservatives. They never carried out their responsibility to investigate election fraud and here we are today gathering more and more evidence about that coup details in seconds Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education 
conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Another one of the critical agencies that Donald Trump should have abolished while he had four years of presidential authority and power delegated by we the people to him. He should have abolished the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, ladies and gentlemen, but he did nothing about that either. Just kind of saying for your G-Wiz collection. Now it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, we have been betrayed. Yeah. Betrayed by our government. Internal memo reveals that Capitol Police were warned that Black Lives Matter from Baltimore was busting in rioters disguised as Trump supporters on January the 6th, ladies and gentlemen. We were absolutely betrayed. They knew full well that left-wing violence was at stake. But they chose to ignore all that evidence, let it go down, and blame it on the Donald. Chris? Yep, they go on to say BLM slash Antifa will wear MAGA hats, wear camo, and attempt to blend in with MAGA crowd, so violence will be blamed on Trump supporters attending the Trump rally. You know, this was just a recent uh, report from Paul Sperry and from the Gateway Pundit. But interestingly enough, two days after... The January 6th so-called riot, Sam, Joel Skousen says this. Uh, he says, this big provocation was planned and executed by the deep state to forever poison Trump's legacy and deter any ambivalent congressman from, for, for voting against the Biden electors. That was the World Affairs Brief on January 8th, literally two days after the riot. So Joel Skousen and you and I were on top of this. Them. And I'm not throwing Gateway Pundit or Paul Sperry in the bus for being a year and a half late. I'm, you know, better late than never, right? Well, keep in mind, so he, too, he, in all defense about Sperry uh, and about uh, Revolver Magazine uh, and about the Pundit and some of these people, they are doing the heavy digging, too. So they may have been on this at the start as we were, but they've actually taken the time, along with the Epic Times and WND.com and a few others, 
they've actually taken the time to document the scandal, to highlight the dishonesty, the doublespeak, uh, the betrayal. Uh, they've brought it. They've they've tra- chased all truths to ground, if you will, meaning that they've done the legwork and the behind-the-scenes research to connect the dots on all this stuff. Uh, I have to commend them. A lot of them knew, ladies and gentlemen, but betrayed. Capitol Police knew the BLM was guilty, knew that Black Lives Matter was there and that they did the rioting. They knew that, but yet they didn't say a word. They just let it go, blaming the Trump supporters. Think about that, folks. Yeah. That is absolutely scary, Chris. Which means uh, those who are in the know had to be compromised. Either that or threatened. Well, that, that is compromised. Um, but I would like somebody to come out who had inside knowledge of that and who was held to secrecy to come out as a whistleblower. And I think eventually we might have that. Now, going back to Joel Skaz, and we talk about MAGA, and BLM uh, thugs being bust in, and they were. And he talked about two specific in- individuals. One was Jake Angeli. And this, again, was on January 8th, two days after the riot. He identified Jake Angeli, and he says, one bare-chested man, riddled with evil tattoos and wearing a furry horned hat, took over the speaker's chair. He was especially photographed. I don't know if you, I know you, you can't see photographs, but you've probably heard of this man, right? The guy with the, the the horns, he looked like a Viking, and he was he was featured in a lot of the um, January 6th riot photos and videos. He turns out to be Jake Angeli, who has also been filmed at prior BLM slash Antifa riots in Arizona. And then, of course, we know about our buddy John Sullivan, who's from right here in Utah. And on, um, let's see, the date of the World Affairs Brief, this, this was March 5th. Uh, Joel Skousen says, John Sullivan, the public face of left-wing violence and activism in Utah, who was involved in the riots and appeared at the front of the groups first entering the Capitol and was filmed with the group bashing in the doors of the House chamber just before Ashley Babbitt was shot. Why were but, and he goes on to say, uh, why were busloads of anti-Fan BLM activists unloaded at the protest, if not there to cause conflict with Trump supporters? They certainly didn't appear in any counter-protest that day. Yeah, they were mysteriously absent in counter-protesting. Think about that, Sam. So where were they if they weren't there to protest in, in a counter-protest fashion? They were blending in with Trump supporters. In fact, they were specifically told to wear their MAGA hats backwards. Remember that? So that the other Antifa and BLM activists could identify them? No, this this is a shut and close, an open and shut case, Sam. We know that Antifa and BLM, because here's the thing: of all the dozens and dozens of Trump rallies up to that point, how much violence was perpetrated by Trump supporters? There were no incidences, zero incidences of violence among Trump supporters. Not of real. Way, shape, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not of real Trump supporters, and that's the point you need to understand. Fake Trump supporters. People who uh, pretended they were Trump supporters, tons. But real Trump supporters, we don't have direct evidence. Uh, we have evidence of people going in the Capitol. We have evidence of people doing kind of stupid things. But we don't have any legitimate Trump supporters committing any of these acts at all, ladies and gentlemen. That's the point. Okay. 
and here's the bombshell. Are you ready for this, Sam? Yes, sir. So, on in the World Affairs brief, I believe this was March 5th. No, I think this was this was January 8th. Um, Joel Skousen, he he includes a picture of an Antifa Antifa poster printed just before the 2020 elections. You want to know what it features? So I'm going to describe the uh, the illustration on the front of the poster. It features a picture of a man whose face is partially covered with a bandana and a MAGA hat worn backwards, throwing a Molotov cocktail. And here's what it reads, Sam. Are you ready for this? This is Mom's yes, I am. This is an Antifa um, recruiting poster. It says, Election Day nears, Election Day nears, comrades. Prepare to defend your rights. On November 4th, don't forget to disguise yourselves as patriots slash Trump supporters. Wear MAGA hats, U.S. flags, three percenter insignias. A convincing police uniform is even better. Did you hear that? Let me repeat that. A convincing police uniform is even better. They're, they're encouraging Antifa and BLM supporters to literally impersonate police officers on uh, January 4th, the day of the election. This way, police and patriots responding to us won't know who their enemies are, and onlookers and the media will think there are Trump supporters rioting. This is an Antifa poster that was issued just before the 2020 election, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this again for your clarity. Joel Skousen reported in World Affairs Brief. The following is an Antifa poster printed just before the 2020 election. It features a photo, a picture of a man whose face is partially covered with a bandana. He's also got a MAGA hat on, worn backwards, and he's throwing a Molotov cocktail, ladies and gentlemen. And it goes on and basically talks about, hey, let's disguise ourselves as Trump supporters, so everybody believes that Trump and his crew are rioting. Uh, And then we even start to name and finger the people who took the actions for BLM, for Antifa, for your deep state operatives. And then we highlight three people, Jake Angeli from Arizona, quote, John Sullivan, Utah, and Ray Epps. These three deep state operatives, along with others, literally carried out these criminal acts, and literally were able to blame it on Trump supporters. But now, now that we have all this evidence, the government is the guilty party carrying the ball for all of them. Chris? Yep. So, Ray, you want to highlight Ray Epps? Because we, we didn't really talk about him. There's well, let's talk a little bit more about available. Jake. Let's talk a little okay. bit more about Jake first. Tell everybody about Jake real quick. Well, I don't have any more information than what I previously divulged. So he was that bare-chested man riddled with tattoos and wearing a furry horned hat. And he was the one that went into Nancy Pelosi's office and was photographed and filmed, uh, putting his, his feet up on the desk. And But he was... Yeah, uh, that, turns that, out and that's the, part that, that's the part you want to highlight, ladies and gentlemen, because you find these shady characters lurking around all kinds of events put on by patriots. And then they assert themselves in the most bombastic ways 
that none of the real Trump supporters mm-hmm. act like. In other words, their behavior no. is their signature, if you will. Hang tight, because we'll talk about more of these guys in seconds. A little more on John Sullivan, and then we'll get to Ray Epps. Hang tight. I want to highlight these parts so you remember the names and generally what they're known for, okay? It's important to remember. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Department of Justice's redacted affidavit relating to the raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was released on Friday. The document shows the DOJ pointed to a number of classified materials already obtained from Trump's home for a reason for the August search warrant request. Though much of the affidavit was redacted, former federal prosecutor for the Southern District of New York, Andy McCarthy, reminds us. There are things they can reveal without doing the things that they're worried about, which is, as we've all said, giving a roadmap to the investigation, identifying witnesses and the like. That's the thing I think that people are most curious about. The former president claiming he declassified everything that was at his Mar-a-Lago estate. At the closing bell on Friday, the Dow losing 1,008 points to fall to 32-283. This is USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to in buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. The Fed Reserve Chairman is defending the central bank's response to soaring inflation. Jerome Powell saying raising interest rates is painful, but warned about deeper pain if inflation isn't controlled. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. Headlining the Fed's annual economic summit in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Powell vowing to continue using the Fed's tools forcefully. The State Department is confirming reports that an American was killed in Ukraine. Newsweek reporting the American was a volunteer fighting alongside Ukrainian forces. The State Department didn't give any further details about the American out of respect for the privacy of their family. More flood relief is coming to eastern Kentucky as the Kentucky House and Senate passed a flood relief bill. This is USA Radio News. All right, Ray Epps, ladies and gentlemen, is a bad guy. We'll get to him in a second, but let's talk about John Sullivan. John Sullivan literally is the public face of left-wing violence, and he's an activist in the, quote, state of Utah, ladies and gentlemen. 
He was involved in the riots. He appears at the front of the groups first entering the Capitol. He was filmed with the group, quote, bashing in the doors of the House chamber just before Ashley Babbitt was shot, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. Why were busloads of Antifa and BLM brought in? If not there to cause conflict with Trump supporters, they weren't in any other events really that day. Yeah, they weren't in any counter-protests that day. World Affairs Brief, March 5th, 2021, highlights this reality, ladies and gentlemen. But this John Sullivan guy is an evil character, folks. Okay? <laughs> this uh, Jake Angeli, John Sullivan, and Ray Epps, these are three of the people who aren't really having a lot of accountability. And it makes us wonder because we see evidence of their actions everywhere. Uh, This, I believe, is kind of the quintessential reality check for the American people. Most of the time, the deep state can get away with their crimes, and we can't really connect the dots. In this case, we've got so much on the January 6th reality check. It is shocking. We're asking the right questions. We're getting to the bottom of it. Let's talk about Ray Epps being in the news. I guess he was quizzed down and explained his actions. Chris? Yes, sir, but can I add a little information, a little inside baseball with John Sullivan? So about a year ago sure. on local on a lo- local radio station. So John Sullivan, as you know, is a local product. He lived in Salt Lake City. I think he was raised in, in the Salt Lake City area. His sibling, who is a conservative, was on a local radio station about a year ago while I was listening. And he, he made a... Uh, he, he, he said something that was very interesting. He said that John Sullivan had purchased a home in Sandy, Utah, which, which is just a few miles from Salt Lake City. But the, um, the mysterious thing about this home purchase is this sibling of John Sullivan's, he didn't identify himself for obvious reasons, he said that's mysterious because John Sullivan has never held a job in his life, you know, except for the, these protests, which, as you know, Sam, they are paid to do. Uh, he, he purchased a, a substantially uh, expensive house in Sandy, Utah, and apparently he came up with a, a substantial down payment for this house. So there, there's just another um, data point that I think kind of makes this whole thing about John Sullivan very suspicious. And then Ray Epps is in the news again. Apparently, let's see the source of this, Joseph M. Hanneman from Epic Times. I think you even had him on your show at times, Joseph M. Hanneman. He says this in the Epic Times, uh, August 12, 2022, in two interviews with the FBI, and this is Ray Epps, in 2021, Epps explained his actions on January 5th, 2021, and January 6th, 2021. He admitted that he was guilty of trespassing on restricted capital grounds and confessed to urging protesters to go to and into the Capitol on January 6, 2021. And we, we covered that extensively on previous shows, Sam. He goes on to say, say, despite the admissions, the FBI never arrested Epps and he wasn't charged by the U.S. Department of Justice with any January 6, 2021 crime. This inaction has fueled theories that Epps might have been working for the FBI or another agency. And uh, I I guess the the two interviews, so one was conducted on January 8th, 
2021, two days after the so-called riot, and the other one was sometime in March. But the, the fact that the, F the FBI actually interviewed them two times subsequent to January 6th uh, was something that was unknown to me. I don't know about you, but, but that's just a, a couple of other data points that, um, that help us to put together this puzzle that Ray Epps was, in fact, uh, a controlled entity. He was not a conservative. He was being paid for what he did. And then he disappears from off of the radar screen. I guess he's living in Colorado. Um, and I hope he's living very uncomfortably with what he has done. Oh, no, he's he living comfortably except forth. for his conscience. But see, the problem is everybody has the light of Christ, ladies and gentlemen, when they're born. A God-given understanding that, that there is someone in charge of the universe. Your, your natural uh, human inclination is to understand and believe uh, in God and a greater source of authority. Uh, but what happens when you literally, you know, cheat, lie, steal, murder, plunder, whatever you do, eventually you dull that light of Christ. Uh, and so certainly he's not a happy person. Uh, but I submit that he's dulled the light of Christ to the point where, hey, uh, he's in his, uh, in, in my opinion, natural man slumber. Uh, and it really has become an enemy to God as a result of those things. Now, I'm not here to judge him as a person. But I am here to highlight what happens to those who become hardened and become criminals and turn their back on everything God, family, and country. And so whether it's John Sullivan, whether it's Ray Epps, whether it's Jake Angeli or these guys or this ilk or FBI agents that are uh, backing them or involved with them or George Soros or anybody else who may be funding them, they're all kind of in this great cabal, which is to overthrow the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? They unloaded these busloads of Antifa and BLM intentionally to cause conflict with Trump supporters to place dishonest blame. They literally created entrapment, intentionally so, and now we've caught them at it with the release of these internal memos and the incredible work by Joel Skousen, uh, by uh, the uh, Gateway Pundit, uh, by Revolver Magazine, by WorldNetDaily or WND.com. Uh, by the New American, all these great news people are ganging up to gather the facts and document the truth of what happened on that day. Uh, and uh, the Epic Times deserves credit as well. They put together a video, a movie uh, about this and highlight really that the government was in cahoots with these criminals to literally create an insurrection. And the government was literally throwing out incendiary devices into the crowd the government was caught beating and hurting innocent people. Uh, the government was caught blaming it on uh, people like the Oath Keepers, when in fact we have evidence that the Oath Keepers were rescuing police and protecting the police. Okay? The problem is your government has gone rogue, and these are the people they've got in bed with. And this is what I mean by the dulling of the conscience. And this is one of the things that what happens is when you dull your conscience and turn against the light of Christ— uh, then you become, uh, in a sense, demon crazy. Uh, and you then be, uh, become um, subject to the whims of satanic agendas. Now, Joel Skousen highlights this reality quite well in a series of World, Affair, World Affairs brief articles uh, as well. Why is that all important to understand? Because, ladies and gentlemen, Donald isn't even the issue. Donald isn't really even their quest. Although it works really well to play the Hegelian dialectic to perfection on the American people. The real goal for these people is to shut down Christianity, 
and to promote the Great Reset, Chris. Oh, yeah. That's a good segue into our next segment, the Great Reset. And we're being transitioned now. It's not something that may happen in the future. We are actually in the midst of it, and we need to wake up to our awful situation. So a couple quotes, and we will probably continue this on a future broadcast, but Prince Charles, who is, um, you know, one of the great world influencers, as you know, he may very well be the successor to his mother as um, the, the King of England. He said these precious little gems, Sam, he says, we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate. And that's a quote. And he uses words like paradigm shift. And he uses uh, uh, expressions like there's no time to waste. So we're in the midst of this great reset and uh, probably the best uh, quotable uh, figure or mover and shaker in this regard is, as you know, Klaus Schwab. I think that this is kind of his uh, hobby horse. And he wrote a book uh, a year or so back uh, during the the so-called pandemic that we went through, the COVID-19 pandemic, called The Great Reset. And in it, there are a couple of uh, precious gems, and I'll go ahead and read those. He says, we need to build a new social contract. And I add, based on a master-slash-slave relationship. And that's what this is. And they're not going to cut out and say that. They're not going to say that we're going back to this to uh, what existed in Europe during the, the Dark Ages, as they are referred to, this um, medieval um, feudal system. But that's what it is. The only difference, Sam, is that this feudal system that they're trying to implement will be implemented on a global scale. So instead of having a local monarch ruling over the peasants who have no real rights unless the the king grants them those rights, uh, the king will be literally an international uh, king or ruler or whatever they want to uh, call him or her. So that's what we're being merged into right now as we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, my headline that I wrote for this is as follows. The Great Reset takes center stage by dishonest deception and ultimately by force. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Great reset, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're talking about now because that's the ultimate goal. January 6th, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the presidency of Donald Trump, all these things really culminate into the great agenda of the great reset. Ladies and gentlemen, understand that, folks. Look, it doesn't matter the issue now, whether it's fast-track vaccinations, Operation Warp Speed, all these things are leading to the Great Reset. The Great Reset takes center stage by dishonest deception and ultimately by force. That's what we're talking about. And Klaus Schwab from his book really highlights this reality. Um, we need to build a new social contract based on, quote, a master-slave relationship. Okay, the world as we knew it back in 2020 is no more. Dissolved in the context of the pandemic, B.C., before Corona, A.C., after the coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. That's really what we're talking about. And just because the media doesn't share this with you and just because you don't read the rags of the global elite, uh, they literally openly signal their agenda. Then we bring it up and they say, conspiracy, you're nuts. But we have documented in writing the statements from these clowns. But the bottom line is, call them clowns, call them what you will. They are diabolically evil. They are led by Satan himself, and their goal is to jettison Christianity and foist a tyranny on the world. Chris? Yes, and we're sitting here wondering, Sam, well, my my friends, my family, they won't be merged into this uh, new world order or great reset. Uh, cooperatively, how are they going to pull this off? And I would suggest to you that the COVID-19 so-called pandemic was part of it. They have to lower our standard of living. And just think about what's going to be happening in Europe this year with, with the, uh, their gas and uh, uh, petroleum uh, derivative supplies being cut off. They're going to go through heck this winter. And I think all these economic um, depressions that they're imposing upon us through all of these catastrophes that they're creating through pandemics and through a war and you know artificial restrictions on supply, I think eventually they'll get a, a critical mass number of people to live in misery and poverty to the point that they will eventually accept anything as an alternative. So as a prerequisite to this, 
we've had the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're going to continue to have shortages of gas and food and other resources that we need to, uh, to live on a day-to-day basis. So get ready for these. And one way that you can avoid them, of course, and we've talked about this in the past, we can get our food supply. We can uh, provide for ourselves a means to, to heat our homes in the winter, all these things. And this is something that you and I, Sam, have been preparing for for the last 20 years. Uh, we can get bees. We can get chickens so that we can produce our own eggs and honey. You know, I didn't mean to go too far off on that tangent. But another thing is our children have been exposed to this stuff that's even here in the state of Utah, the so-called conservative state of Utah, I happen to have a little bit of an inside track on some of the things that they are teaching our children about famine, about overpopulation, about the injustice of the capitalist system. I've seen these things firsthand as a public school teacher, Sam. I know these kids are being brainwashed. So for the younger generation, it's going to be a lot easier to merge into this great reset because they've already been told that the current system is inherently unjust and racist, and it needs to be done away with. Anyway, I didn't want to go too far off on that tangent, but there there are a lot of um, influencers. Uh, we talked about Klaus Schwab, of course. He's kind of the, the spearhead of the movement. Uh, and uh, head of the UN, Antonio Gutierrez, he said we need to rebuild, we need to redesign, reimagine, and rebalance our world. And notice the vagueness of the language. And it's purposely vague because if we knew in detail what this would entail, nobody, including our kids who are being brainwashed, would sign up for it. So they have to be purposely vague. And that's how you can tell the language of a tyrant, Sam, is they they say things that can be interpreted any number of ways. But they don't want you to know that there will be, that we won't own things. But to a lot of people... You know, and that's another um, quote that I, I think we should read. Uh, and sure, I think that was uh, Klaus Schwab. He said, you'll own nothing and be happy. And I know you've, you've uh, used that, uh, you've quoted that on your show many times. Yeah, think about so, the B.C. before Corona and the A.C. after Corona in this context, ladies and gentlemen. Prince Charles, again, I quote, we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate a paradigm shift no time to waste folks these people are all about this evil satanic tyrannical agenda ladies and gentlemen you and i don't fare well even most of the people that are pushing for this ignorantly who are not aware of their designs will get caught in a snare okay so don't worry about donald don't worry about january 6th don't worry about all these things are nothing but downstream reality checks of the way they intend to completely overwhelm and disrupt society. Okay, that's Solinsky. Literally overwhelm us to the point where we trade our liberty for security. The founders warned you'll wind up with neither. Okay, they are going to foist the reset on us, ladies and gentlemen, by force if they must. And the more we push back, the harder they're going to push. It isn't going to be fun, but it's happening. And you can say we're nuts, we're conspiracy theorists. But as you watch things unfold, it will not be possible to ignore. The middle ground, the neutral ground is gone. And the greater divide in the Great Reset is the telltale sign of the points we make, Chris. 
Yes, and let me give credit before too long, Sam. Alex Newman of the John Birch Society, that's where I got the majority of these notes. And I know we've heard them on different uh, conservative radio platforms and, and television programming stuff. Uh, I'd like to give credit to the John Birch Society for the information that I'm presenting in an organized way. Um, I would like to quote one more influential figure, Rahm Emanuel. I know that he's not normally associated with the Great Reset, but he did make a quote during the Obama administration that I think is telling. And you'll, most of your listeners will recognize this. He says, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And that's why we have the crises that we're having. That's why, you know, we're having, I think that's one of the, the, the main purposes that um, the, the, the world influencers uh, created the uh, conditions for war between the Ukraine and Russia. So, because they knew that that would result in the cutoff of uh, vital resources to Europe. Because Germany can't sustain itself. France can't sustain itself. Uh, Great Britain can't sustain itself without supplies, energy supplies from Russia. You know, and what a better opportunity to cut off those supplies and use war as an excuse. We're going to see Europe go through heck this winter. The well, we already, we already see it right now. The cost for their energy is through the roof. That's intentional uh, to use that disrupt, disruption to remake their society. But remember, what happens around the world comes to a theater near you, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that as well. Let's oh, wrap yeah. up this hour oh, yeah. with the eight predictions for 2030. Now, they won't make it by 2030, but they're well on their way by the WEF. No, First I, off, who's the WEF? The World Economic Forum, and that was oh, created I believe, in 1970. World, yep, Klaus Schwab. He started it in 1970, way back then, or 71, one of those two years. So it's been around for quite a few years, Sam. It's just gaining momentum, though. All right, so let's highlight these eight predictions, eight predictions quickly. You will rent everything, you will own nothing, and you will be happy. So, and a lot of that appeals to a lot of people. Okay, let's quickly go through all eight of them so we don't miss any. So the U.S. won't be the world's superpower. That actually sounds like good news to people like you and me, Sam. I think that might do us a bit of good to be humbled a little. The problem is what will replace the United States of America will be even worse than what we've got now, you know, as a world superpower and, uh, and a global uh, power broker. Okay, number three, science will be able to 3D print organs. I will believe it when I see it. I don't believe it. Number four, we will eat less meat. Well, I don't eat a whole lot of meat to begin with. So to me, that won't be a problem. The only problem with that, Sam, is I don't want to be coerced. I want that decision to be left up to me and my family. Number five, a billion people will be displaced due to climate change. Well, they'll be displaced all right but they'll use climate change as an excuse, like they're already doing. Uh, number six, we will do a better job of welcoming climate refugees. Yeah, and we see that in Europe. Although, again, it's not climate that's driving them. It's warfare. It's um, George Soros uh, paying. But it, but it will be the climate. Give it a little bit. Passage. It will be the climate. Give it a little bit of time. That's their next agenda. Climate, COVID, war. Uh, they don't care what means, but climate will be the cornerstone. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. So number seven, we will pay for carbon credits. Uh, you know, Al Gore promised that 20 years ago. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's going to be paying for carbon credits. You know, you can you can sense the rebellious spirit in my voice, but it's not 
You won't, a, a you won't have the money to pay for carbon credits, so you'll just be on the outs for the whole thing. Yeah. Along with me. Uh, and number eight, uh, Western values will be tested to the breaking point, and I substitute Western value. I, I substitute Christian values for Western values. This is an attack on Christianity. Let's yeah, remember no these are written by anti-Christians, and they don't use Christian in any term. They believe it's it, – you can't mention Christianity because it gives Christianity power if you ever give proper sourced credit. So they intentionally don't say Christian. Yes, and, and that's what this is all about. And we could go into the 2,000-year grudge, and I would like to do that next time we're, we're about out of time but yeah make no bones about it folks this is not a transition into a better society this is a transition away from a christian-based society a christian free will uh type culture they want to take away our free will and convince us that we will actually be happier when they're making all the decisions that we currently have the christian uh privilege of making ourselves but, you know, if we've turned our back on God, as, as in many shows previously we pointed out, that we've brought this upon ourselves, Sam, because we've clouded our ability. Their goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to promote Satan, who in the war in heaven, biblically speaking, said, I want to take away people's agency. They'll be happy. I'll take care of them. I'll bring everyone back safe. But give the credit to me. That was Satan's plan. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can expect that to continue, all right? That's kind of the problem with this whole thing is that it's really a battle between Jesus Christ and Satan. You have your agency. Which side do you stand on? And what will you do with your time? Will you decide to stand for the sacred cause of God, family, and country, ultimately liberty, or not? The Great Reset is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. We will never cover their evil designs in one radio program. We've done our best to highlight this for you. And in subsequent broadcasts, Chris Carlson and I will absolutely break this down in more detail for you. Chris wisely says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's. But you and I must be on his side and be engaged in the fight. The only question left then is, will you help us? LibertyRoundTable.com lovingliberty.net we the people along with the grace of the almighty we can and will restore america we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic of the united states of america